Hello, and welcome to another edition of Trawler Talk, the podcast of Passage Maker Magazine, the long-range cruising authority. I'm your host, Jeff Moser. I did everything wrong the first time I had a dog on board one of my boats. It was a few years back, and a friend I invited brought along his lumbering Labrador for the day. And like many of you, I've seen dogs just about any size and breed on fly bridges with their snout in the wind or standing proudly on the bow of a dinghy as it heads ashore. Of course, I wanted to try to recreate that. And, you know, dogs love going places with their owners, and I made the assumption that this pooch would be like the others I've seen chilling in the cockpit. Boy, was I wrong. This was an early fall trip, and after getting to our favorite gun call, we anchored and began to prepare lunch. Within minutes, the lab was in the water and well away from the boat, chasing ducks. Now, that was entertaining for a little while until the dog got into a rip and began to tire. We could see we had to take action, so the two of us jumped into a tiny inflatable dinghy and we paddled over. When we got to the dog, the trouble began. He put his massive paws in the gunwale, and the boat immediately began to fill with cold seawater, soaking us. I had to position myself on one side of the boat my friend used all of his might to hoist this wet, shaking 80-plus pounder on board. And when we finally got on board, what do you think he did? He shook himself dry, further soaking us in cold water. Lesson learned. I went out there with the thought that the dog that's trained on land will, you know, basically adjust to a day on the brine. But there's so much more to it, from doggy life jackets to having their favorite toys on board. That last walk before several hours in the water, offering a comfortable and shady place for them to relax, and having the right, you know, first aid on board for a dog, whether that be Dramamine or anything else that would make them feel more comfortable. Helping us here to sort things out is Betsy Tegmeyer, principal of Krogan Express. Along with her husband, Betsy's been an owner of the boat builder since 2001 and has boated with dogs in tow for over a quarter century. Hope you enjoy it. How are you doing today, Betsy? I'm doing great, and I love to talk about dogs. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. So, Betsy, why don't you just give me a little bit brief of your history in boating and how you guys started over at Krogan Express? Well, we started uh, about 25 years ago, and uh, we had our first 42-foot trawler. Um, at, at the time, we had two dogs. To be honest with you, we, do, we didn't really think too much about how is this going to work with dogs. We just got on the boat and started boating. Uh, our dogs over the years have never used life jackets, never felt the need for them. Um, and... We also have, well, we'll probably get into this later, but talking about going to the bathroom on the boat and stuff like that. I mean, we didn't really even think about it. We just did it, and we knew that we couldn't travel probably more than six or seven hours in the day. So it worked out fine. And um, in the ensuing years, we've had lots of different dogs and have had really great experiences with them. And so... um, you know, we've been doing this a long time with dogs and have really enjoyed every minute of it, almost every minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with those dogs that you've introduced to boating after the initial, at the initial time, um, did you stay at the dock for them to get used to the new surroundings on the boat? How were they introduced to the boat, these other dogs that you've adopted over the years? Well, um, actually, we have a new dog who we've had about five months. Uh, so I'll, I'll speak specifically about him because that's fresh on my in my thought right now. Um, 
we we adopted this dog in January and we got on the boat about a month ago and we we were we have another dog who's boated with us for many years so we were hoping that this new dog would would follow her and see what she did and 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 that and that, that's worked really well um you know we were really cautious and watching him to see what he was going to do or not do and um he's followed the rules in terms of what stairs he can climb and when he can get off the boat. Uh, you know, we, we supervise that and um, he's, he's gradually becoming more confident and we are becoming more confident. So, it, you know, it's a process and you just have to know your dog. You have to uh, be in charge and you have to be the alpha <laughs> and, uh, you know, set the parameters and the rules. Yeah. Are these things you worked on, at home before you brought the dog on board, say commands or things like that, just to make sure, you know, say stay or sit, getting in and out of the dinghy, things like that. Yeah, we, we've we always had rescue dogs who are, um, you know, not puppies. And so they've come to us with a variety of, of uh, backgrounds and abilities. Um, so we did, we did not work with him specifically regarding things that we, we knew might happen on the boat. We've been dealing with, um, you know, certain commands in general, um, stay, come, sit, some are more successful than others. And um, so, you know, we didn't prep specifically for the boat. Uh, we do have a pool in our backyard. So he, he um, knew that he was not, should not jump into the water. And um, we have a dock nearby our house, and he was very cautious about going out there at first, even though our other dog felt very comfortable about it. So, you know, he was familiar with what the dock thing is all about, that if you fall off the dock, you go into the water. Um, but in, in terms of um, specific uh, preparation, that's, that's about it. Got it. Got it. You guys are old salts at this. Uh... But the dog is not so. What kind of comforts from home? Say a, the doggy bed or some toys. Oh, of course, you have to have a bed. Okay. <laughs> We're kind of into these plush things now because they seem to help with some uh, anxiety or nervousness or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, we have everything on the boat that we have at home. Things that they're comfortable with, they're familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of helps them feel more comfortable you know, while cruising. Is that right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And your dogs, you, you said you don't use life jackets for the dogs. A lot of people do. You just never felt the need, but, um, do they go in the water when you're at anchor? Uh, some of the dogs we've had love the water. Others don't even want to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer um, to that would be no. <laughs> um, yeah, we've never felt the need for a life jacket. Uh, our boat is very easy to get on and off, mm -hmm. and um, they've never, I, I mean, of course, we watch them and want to know where they are all the time when we're underway, yeah. um, and even when we're not, but I've, I've never felt that they were going to jump in the water from the boat or anything like that. Um, so a lot of people do use life jackets, and I think that's a really good idea, just depending on the temperament of the dog. 
if I had a really wild dog who I was concerned, you know, had too much energy and could jump off for a fish or a duck or something, then I probably would have one for her. Yeah, it's probably a good investment for some breeds or some types of dogs that are a little uh, bit more wound up than others. I, I, I remember oh, absolutely. I remember a friend's dog jumping off a boat of ours and, I mean, swimming 500 yards away and then getting into a current and getting tired, and it was kind of a disaster. I mean, this was a big, yeah, strong yeah. hunting dog, but we had to rescue it, and it almost took the boat down with us. It was, it was kind oh, of a... Dear. But <laughs> I will say that I think it's a good idea probably to have some sort of a harness on your dog. Because if the dog does jump in the water, you can grab it easily by the harness and not by the collar that goes around their neck. Yeah. That's so a, that's something that, um, listeners might think about. That's a good suggestion. Okay. So now we got to talk about relieving themselves. Now you're on the hook, you're at the dock, you're at the dock and you guys are preparing to go for a cruise, whether it's a, you know, a sunset cruise or whether you're, you know, you're, you're doing some coastal cruising. Is there a last walk for the dog to relieve themselves? Um, so, uh, when we're underway, mm-hmm. um, we, well, of course, it depends upon the day, because sometimes we, we could have a really long, long day, mm-hmm. uh, and other times we can have a five or six hour day, because sometimes five or six or seven hours on the water is enough, and you want to get out yourself and walk around and whatnot. So, they're pretty, they're very good, I should say, about uh holding it between stops. We'll go out first thing. Say we anchor out. We um, go out first thing. And then when we reach our destination, we go again. And then we go after dinner. Okay. And that's it. So three times a day. Um, you know, I spoil them at home because living in Florida, the doors are always open and they can go in and out whenever they want. But this, this three hour, this three time a day thing mm-hmm. seems to work. Okay. Um, we do use our dinghy a lot. <laughs> so, uh, and we, you know, having rescue dogs and not not getting them as puppies, we've never been able to train them to just go on on um, the boat. We we did one time. We mm-hmm. got one of those round trays that you put under a water heater, and we filled it with sod, and we thought, oh, this is going to work great. And it did a couple times until our dog laid down on it and decided it was better used as a bed. So, you know, we, we, we axed that idea. <laughs> um, and, but, uh, and, and my husband gives me a hard time because I'm not willing to go long enough to, you know, 10 or 12 hours uh, between stops and just make them wait. I, 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 I couldn't do that. Plus the fact that, when we get reach our destination, you know, I want to get out and to get exercise and walk around too. Yeah. So it works for everybody. Well, the dogs rule the roost in some way, don't they? They seem to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's an interesting point you made. You say you do a, say a five or six hour cruise. Now you're pulling into a, a mooring field. Um, does it, if you think about like, Hey, we're going to, we got a shorter way in here on the dinghy. Let, let's choose it. Does that affect where you, where you choose to, to moor up for the evening? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We have a really good source for finding places to stay. And this particular source uh, tells you, you know, where the groceries are, how far it is to walk to such and such, or, you know, is it a good spot for dogs or where the restaurants are and whatnot. So, yeah. And, you know, we've cruised the intercoastal, for so many years, 
we basically know exactly where we can go ashore and will we have to walk on a beach, will there be a dock, et cetera, et cetera. So if you have dogs and you're going to do that, you have to do your research and know where you're going. So, um, but there are some good guides out there for doing that. Okay. Okay. How about, um, let's talk about conditions start to get snotty. How, how does one keep the dog calm? Um, or is there any situations where you'd give the dog something like Dramamine just to keep them, you know, not from not getting sick while underway? Yeah. Again, it just depends on your dog. I've never had the need for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, we have had terriers who can be a little high strung, mm-hmm. but I've never felt the need for any sort of medication or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I could see how if you did have a high strung dog, you, you would want to consider doing that yeah. just to calm them down. Yeah. Particularly if you're in rough waters. Um, which we have been, uh, but in those cases, the dog just dogs and I just stayed tight and close and rode it out. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's been our experience. I understand. So I got another one for you. Uh, I dog proofed my house when I had puppies and when I had a rescue. Uh, how does one dog proof their boat? Well, we have we have a lot of wood on our boat. Cherry mm-hmm. inside on the stairs and stuff. We uh, have three steps from our salon into our pilot house, mm-hmm. which we have uh, stair treads for. We have pieces of carpet made. And those are the only three stairs steps that the dogs are allowed to go up and down. We have other stairways that are steeper, and we carry them mm-hmm. uh, on those. So that's one thing we've done. Um, we always have a mat where, you know, we have, we have a boarding gate that you can just step onto. You don't have to climb over anything or whatnot. So mm-hmm. we, we have a mat that we put on either side of the entryway so that, you know, when they're jumping off, they have something to grip onto. Uh, but other than that, again, it depends on your boat and what you want your dog to do or where you want them to go or not go. Yeah. Uh, or, or what you're, you may be trying to protect from their claws or whatever. Yeah, I hear you so, on that. There's some areas like teak will get really hot for maybe a dog's sure, feet or exactly. something like that. So, yeah. so you got to keep those areas closed off. What about like um, providing shaded areas on, on, on the flybridge or some, you know, on the cockpit? Yeah, we have, well, we have uh, a bimini on our flybridge. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're always undercover. And believe it or not, some of our dogs have just loved to sit in the sun and they do that at home too. They go out in the backyard and they just lie in the hot sun and <laughs> they love it. And then they pant like crazy. So, you know, when they're hot, they come in, but we, we definitely have enough coverage for them. But that's a good point. You would want to make sure you had that <laughs> for sure. I think I hear what you're saying. So the dog sort of determines whether, whether he or she wants to be in the sun or wants to be in the shade. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they they know when they want to drink or mm-hmm. whatever. So. Mm-hmm. so you've had the you've had a couple different dogs in your decades of cruising. I don't know how many, but yeah, we've had. This is our sixth rescue dog we've uh-huh. had over a period of many years, yeah. um, and all of those dogs 
have uh, voted with us. Mm-hmm. As the dogs age, what, what changes with the dogs, with their behavior on the boat? Um, well, we've had, we lost a dog in January who was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she was really happy. She loved the boat. She loved watching the, the dolphin jumping and the birds and all that. She just slept more. Um, but we would always take her with us. Um, you know, if we were going to drive from the flybridge, we'd take her up there. She'd always be with us all the time. And, mm-hmm. and she was fine getting in and out of the dinghy. We, we just had to be a little more careful. Yeah. Um, but it would be the same as if we were at home. You know, we would just watch what she was doing and make sure she was comfortable and, and that kind of thing. Okay. Sorry to hear about the loss. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah she, she, she's a great dog. Yeah. So you, you mentioned getting the dog or get in out of the dinghy. Uh, is there any, you have any suggestions on that? Is there a way you've done it that you've been successful with? Uh, yeah. Um, well, once they get used to it, they just jump in. Mm-hmm. Our dog, Zoe, who we've had nine years and who's done, of course, a, a lot of boating with us. She loves it. Oh, the dinghy's down. Let's go. She jumps right in. <laughs> and this new dog that we have is kind of like, what? What is this? She wants me to jump from here to here? Mm-hmm. But she watches Zoe do it. He watches Zoe do it. And um, he's not quite there yet. We haven't done as much uh, riding in the dinghy with this new dog as we have in the past. But um, the few times that we have been on it, it He's watched Zoe jump in, and he's not ready to jump, but he's getting more comfortable with uh, being in um, an open space like that and the bouncy ride and um, where he should sit and what the the whole experience is all about. So, you know, it's a process, but they get familiar with it after a while, and and it all works out. uh, most of our dogs have just loved to hang off the bow, uh, <laughs> and and love the, the fresh air, the, the, the chop that the dinghy gives, and all that. So, uh, like I said, it, you know, they get used to it, and they they learn to uh, see the the pluses of it. It sounds like they look they look forward to getting in this tiny little boat and cruising around. And oh yeah, oh yeah, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So you're just with the new dog. You're just picking him up and putting him in the dinghy. At this correct. Point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then when we come back to the boat, we pull up to the swim platform, mm-hmm. and um, he he he's more comfortable with jumping out than jumping into it. And that's another thing. We take a rug, a little you know, like a two by three rug, and we put it on the that has grip on the bottom, of course, and we put that on the swim platform, and then. We just pull right up, and he jumps off onto that, um, and and he's very comfortable. So wonderful, wonderful. So, um, what what else would you suggest about um, just breaking a new dog, a rescue dog, or a puppy into the boating lifestyle? I think training is really important, um, and you also have to be the one who makes the rules. You know, you can't let your dog just do whatever they want. Um, I, I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make it as much like home as possible, I think the other thing is to 
be mindful of where your animals are and to make sure that they're, that they're safe. Yeah. Those are all great suggestions. And I, I, I've got to apologize. I didn't even ask the dog's names. What are their names? We have Zoe. She's a nine-year-old or so um, schnoodle. Mm-hmm. And we have a little Rudder, <laughs> um, who we just adopted in January. Mm-hmm. And gosh, who knows who, what he is. <laughs> um, he's kind of like a dachshund carrier, cairn mix of some sort. Short little legs. Um, and, and very cute and very, very sweet. He's learning the ropes. Yeah. Well, Zoe, it seems like the Zen master and Rudder's the, uh, the new kid in the block. Uh, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. He's the trainee. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Betsy, thanks. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, Oh, Jeff, you're so welcome. It was really fun to talk about dogs. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There's many of us that love it and many of dogs that love the cruising lifestyle and I'm ready to introduce my biscuit to it too, but Oh, I love that name. She's going to need, she's a headstrong terrier. She's going to need a little bit more time to get yeah. used to it. And uh, I'm going to have to, yeah. I'm going to have to lay down the law. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a pushover. Yeah, no, don't, you can't be a pushover. <laughs> well, I am too, but I, I also know that I have to be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> well said. It's like parenting, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm a pushover there too. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Great to talk to you guys. Great to talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Trawler Talk, the podcast of Passage Maker Magazine, the long-range cruising authority. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and go ahead and click that five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. And if you're not a subscriber to Passage Maker, it's easier than ever to get our magazine delivered to wherever you lay your head. Just go to passagemaker.com slash subscribe. This episode of Trawler Talk features post-production from Nate Gruca at Active Interest Media. For Passage Maker Magazine, this is Editor-in-Chief Jeff Moser. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, fair winds and safe travels.